0: Money
1: FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings.
0: Let's bring him on now. Louis Ng is joining us uh, this morning. He is on the run today. Uh, Louis is, of course, the Singapore member of Parliament for the soon GRC. And uh, Louis, great to have you with us. We know you're on your way to an event, so we won't keep you too long. Kind of funny. But first, we're, we're going to talk about two topics here. First, let's do a quick check in with you on on COVID, and second, we're going to talk about vaping and secondhand smoke. Uh, so, good morning. Uh, what? How good do you morning. feel? How do you feel about our COVID spike that we've had here over this past week or two?
2: Weeks. Well, as Neil said, it, it is expected um, because I mean, the, all the measures have eased. Everybody is back out in the community, a mask off. Uh, so that is expected. But uh, again, we're urging everyone to stay safe, uh, still maintain your personal hygiene because uh, we have to bear in mind it's our healthcare workers that are going to bear the brunt.
1: Fantastic. Hospitals are.
2: Uh, They're filling up and our nurses are working very hard. So if all of us, uh, again, keep our personal hygiene high, stay safe, that will help not just ourselves but the healthcare workers.
1: Wonderful. And I just want to thank you again, Lewis, for doing this. I know it's very short notice and I know you have an event to go to so we won't keep you for long. But I have to say, Lewis, we had a discussion last week about vaping and smoking in Singapore. We had two experts on the show talking about the dangers of vaping And honestly, the public reaction to that particular conversation was huge. So I thought I'd ask you on because I know you have been a champion for secondhand smoke or trying to deal with secondhand smoke in Singapore. Let's start with the vaping. What are your thoughts on that first?
2: So originally, I mean, when we we spoke about vaping in Parliament for the first time, I was supportive supportive of it uh, as a Mm. step-down measure. So people who want to quit smoking, perhaps they can't overnight. Uh, but they could start with vaping first and then gradually reduce and then quit smoking in the end. Uh, but there was this concern uh, from government side about the gateway effect, right, yeah. which is the people uh, didn't really smoke and started vaping and then turned into smoking. And, and it seems the studies show that that is correct, that many are now vaping and then turning into smoking. And of course, we have a huge amount of people who are underage, um, below 21, that are vaping as well. And that is a cause of concern because while vaping is less harmful than smoking itself, it's still harmful. It's still addictive. There's still many very dangerous harmful chemicals that you're breathing in. And that's something that um, the government is very committed to tackling now. As we've shared with stepping up enforcement and Mm. making sure that people know that it's illegal to not just vape but possess it as well.
0: Lewis, we had Dr. Ong Kian Chung on last week. He's a a respiratory physician. And one of the the elements he mentioned in this discussion is the fact that, that vaping oils are not regulated. So while people might not be getting the level of tar that they would from a traditional cigarette, we still don't always know what's in that vaping oil, the the um, strength of the nicotine, for example, and those sorts of things. Is that also coming up, besides it being a possible gateway uh, smoking device, has that come up as well in your parliamentary discussions?
2: But but we see we're not really regulating it because it's illegal in the first place. Right. Sorry, I meant the it, I, I meant the, the overall kind
0: of in other countries as well, which is why Singapore is not ready to look at it as closely. I guess that's what I mean. it is. I mean, again, we're,
2: the the overall goal it really is to reduce not just vaping. I mean, it's illegal, but to reduce smoking rates, and yeah. we are heading there in the right direction now. With a variety of. Them. Although I, I give them a hard time in Parliament with the, the, the difficult questions, but you know the reality is we are heading in the right direction. Smoking mm. rates have gone down. We've increased the minimum legal age. We've increased the number of prohibited areas. We've increased the tobacco tax. So all that is heading into hopefully a, a smoke-free generation in years to come.
1: Lewis, I I probably shouldn't say this. It's unprofessional. You are fabulous in Parliament when it (laughs) it comes to this topic. I have to say, I'm not very popular. Only this topic. Well, let me say, I'm (laughs) I'm not very popular. I'm not very popular in my block at the moment because I've complained because I have someone two floors above me. I'm hoping he's not listening to this show, but you know where I'm going, who steps outside of his unit, smokes in the common corridor, then flicks his cigarette butts off of, the, off of the corridor, and they land on my yep. unit. Mm. It is driving me crazy. crazy. Lewis, where are we with the second-hand smoke debate in Singapore?
2: Well, I, I just raised it in Parliament uh, just last month, raising it again in the next few settings. Uh, but it is a problem because the number of feedback has gone up uh, so pre-pandemic uh, was 400 uh, per year, and post-pandemic oh. it's become 900. So it's doubled. And this really is the tip of the iceberg because I think, uh, if, including you, you, know, I don't, I don't know whether you complain to the NEA, but many people don't, and, and they try to live with it. Uh, but remember again, this is it's a public health crisis. People mm. are dying. One person every other day in Singapore dies when uh, it's attributed to secondhand smoke. I continue to push, but I'm afraid there's not much good news. As of yet. Yeah, you know Lewis. Uh, and, and, and it's mm. it's bad news actually. We had even residents that went to the community dispute resolution tribunal. Uh, so they go to court on their own and even though they get a court order to urge the neighbor to stop smoking, that didn't work. And that came out in a forum letter and that's what I raised in parliament now. That even when residents spend their own money and their own time and effort and go to court and got a court order that doesn't help them as well and and really now requires legislation
0: it 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 is a problem for everybody i you know uh, i live as as neil in a private condo and you know the guy two floors down from me steps out for a cigarette several times a day and you know it's the smoke isn't overwhelming but you notice it right Mm. and we do know that secondhand smoke uh is potentially cancer causing and uh you know rather than this person stepping out perhaps uh, 10 or 15 meters away from the building, uh, he's doing it on his balcony and, uh, and and that I'm sure is impacting everybody because we all leave our doors open during the day and keep the fans on and things so yeah. anyway it is a it is a, a real challenge thank you for fighting that good fight and uh, please keep it up we at least if we can get it narrowed down even further, like common smoking areas perhaps outside the buildings versus whatever else that would be a huge start. Yeah, and just to add to it, Lewis, this is the
1: uh, sensitive question. Why is it proving so difficult to change? We are very good in Singapore at changing other things when it comes to killer litter and and other issues related to, you know, living together in a very tightly packed community. Why is this one so problematic?
2: I've asked that same question. And that's why my last question was, is there a pressure? That's what I asked uh, the senior minister of State Amy call." Again, we know feedback has doubled. Is there? I've asked whether there's a certain threshold before we we would change our policy or legislation. The mm. answer is there isn't, and that's why I'm still baffled, to be honest. We just debated the the new law on the presumption cost for high-rise littering, and that's the same thing I share. We we put so much effort into making sure people don't throw litter, high-rise litter out. Yeah, that doesn't kill as many people. That that is bad for the environment. It's equally bad, but but again, when it comes to secondhand smoke. I don't know. Some concerns on privacy and all, which I've addressed in Parliament, that we can use the same cameras we use for high-rise littering, that that can be a step forward. And I'm hopeful, again, that the policies will change soon sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah. And just to add to that, I asked another sensitive question to our respiratory doctor expert last yeah. week. Yeah. If we can ban vaping overnight... Why can't we ban smoking <laughs> when it is clearly much more harmful and the doctor said from a medical standpoint not political but from a medical standpoint, of course in an ideal world we would over to you Mr. MP of the Eason GRC and, and
0: we weren't born we weren't born yesterday uh, Lewis yeah. so we, we get what's going about to be said here but yeah go ahead. <laughs>
2: What's about to be said? That's probably as sensitive as saying your wife is going to iron your clothes.
0: <laughs> yes. Did
1: work sure out for hope me she either. Isn't listening.
2: <laughs> well, well, the answer is I, I think we can strike the middle ground here. And so the other thing I've been pushing for is the generational ban, uh, which is what New Zealand has done now. Mm. Which means past a certain age, you can never ever buy cigarettes again. Mm. And that's aligned with what we're trying to do, which is to reduce smoking rates altogether. And that's also the middle ground because those who are cur- currently smoking can continue to smoke those who have never smoked before will never get to smoke again. And I think that strikes the, the good middle ground.
1: It does, it does. But just to add to that, we asked that same question last yeah. week because we used New Zealand as a case study. You know, yep. New Zealand are doing something very similar. And their answer was yes, but that's because they're using vaping as a stepping stone to quitting. And we don't have that option in Singapore, Lewis. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That isn't, and that's something that I pushed for previously. But again, we're, we're stepping up measures to help people to quit smoking. There are more subsidies now for the smoking cessation programs. Uh, there's a lot more uh, social media presence for the quit quit smoking campaigns, and I, you know, I for one can tell you that it is possible. I mean, I smoked for 17 years and I quit overnight. Yeah, and so, and of course, it's all about motivation. I mean, I quit for my for Ella who was about to be born, and I didn't want her to suffer the effects of secondhand smoke because of my well, my my wanting to smoke.
0: Yeah, the uh, for those of our listeners who aren't aware, the Singapore government is committed to. Reducing smoking rates to 5% by 2035, and we've talked about the smoking ban in all public parks and gardens and 10 beaches, 15% tobacco uh, tax increase, although I think we've found that tobacco, you know, tax increases don't necessarily – these sin taxes, as they call yeah. the hardcore smokers or drinkers or whomever, it's not going to really impact them. They just – they pay it anyway. Um, and then the anti-vaping yeah. campaign that you mentioned, uh, it, it's very, um, you know, very important – Neil and I were having a chat this morning off air and uh, about taxis and, uh, you know, having having non-smoking taxis because we've all gotten into taxis where the the uncles or aunties are heavy smokers. And, you know, the the just the the prevalence of that smell in the taxi after uh, uh, with them is is actually quite that's even worse than I think the balcony smokers in some cases. What do we do about, you know, is there anything to do about that sort of thing? I suppose not. Right.
2: They are not allowed to smoke in the
0: taxis. Correct, yeah. They are not allowed to smoke in the taxis, that's true. But there's the lingering smell, I think, that that uh, per- permeates the, the cab.
2: Well, so I guess it's a matter of enforcement, as it you said. Know, you are not allowed to smoke in, in taxis.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. Just yeah. finally, Lewis, because we know you have to rush off and we appreciate it, what do you see the future for smoking in Singapore?
2: I, I really do believe we can, uh, in probably a few generations really cut down smoking significantly to a point where we have a smoke-free Singapore. And again, I I think the generational ban is probably the the best way forward now. Of all the things I'm pushing for, I mean, it really is about reduction. But at the end of the day, a generational ban, and we could study how New Zealand has done it and how effective it's been. um, I believe that's the way forward.
1: Fantastic! Thank you very
0: much, Lewis. We know you're busy. Yeah. Lewis, thanks so much. Lewis, mm, uh,
2: thank you so much for having me on.
0: Joining us today. Have a great weekend. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.
1: Available on Google Play or the App Store.